thank you for tuning in to another episode of Virtue Reality. This is your host, Joseph. On this week's episode, we have on my friend, Jason Lugo. He's a upcoming boxer in the Las Vegas area. And we basically had a really interesting conversation on his journey uh, through his career as a boxer and also where he is currently in his career as a boxer and in just life in general. He really informed me a lot about boxing and especially how um, to be to move through the boxing industry and to become uh, recognized and gain recognition in that industry. Uh, he also does foreign exchange trading through Forex and some other uh trading brokers uh so if you are interested definitely keep tuned and here's our conversation on boxing and the foreign exchange market so this is gonna be a quite a different i'm recording to you quite a different podcast we are live this time <laughs> first video but i'm here with jason lugo he is a local boxer future professional boxer here but so how long have you been boxing like what, how long has it been like a thing that you like to do a solid nine years like coming up on 10 and then what what actually got you into it? Was it like a person? Was it um, your mother? <laughs> <laughs> my, my mother. No, it was it was my friend Eddie from back home. Mm. Uh, he was like a childhood friend that I grew up with. Yeah. And what? <laughs> no, keep going. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we, yeah, we, we had grown up together. And then in high school, my freshman year... Um, he kept he kept finally like telling me like dude you should just come to the boxing gym with me you should come to the boxing gym with me and so finally i was like fine i'll fucking go <laughs> so we went and then like the whole time he was just doing his thing and i was like oh okay you're not gonna like show me around so i started talking to like the other guys and all that and then uh this one kid there was like to, you know showing me around and showing me his trainer and i was like okay cool so then i showed up the next day and then that's when we kind of got started and then from there i just never stopped i just i just kept going like i never stopped mm. not going and this is like you said nine years ago so probably like 16 how old are you 23 no 24 what? so <laughs> you're about 18 no it was when i was oh 15 <laughs> i knew i was gonna say that that was my next guess yeah but go ahead so and then did you feel um like you were like drawn to it did you felt like you were out of place at all were you good at from the beginning kind of thing um it kind of reminds me of like a karate kid kind of thing mm. because in the beginning it moved really slow and like i don't know it, it was never like i was like drawn to it or like i was like this is my thing all, mm. all of a sudden it was just a gradual thing that happened you know and yeah, like going back to the, like the Karate Kid thing, where it was like it was a slow process. Like the beginning of me learning how to box was such a slow process because I would show up there, and like for like a week straight, I was like just learning how to walk. 
just back and forth. You said walk? Yeah. What is, like what's, an, the, what's the difference between regular walking and boxing walking? Well, because you got to get in your stance, you know, you got to have your hands up and oh, the way okay. you have your feet positioned. Yeah. And like that took me forever to learn. I, I think, I don't know, but yeah, spent like a whole week just doing that. So prior to you getting into it to yourself, did you watch boxing? Did you were like inspired by any boxers? No, I didn't watch boxing at all. <laughs> like here and there when there was the big like Floyd fights, yeah. but like what about wrestlers? Any wrestlers? Nah, I didn't even watch wrestling. I I knew it was fake before everybody knew oh, it was yeah, fake. I course. was like, what? <laughs> but so you didn't. That's weird. So the guy, do you still talk to the friend that got you into boxing? Yeah, yeah. I still okay, well, then that's still good. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> weird because like normally a person would be um, more into fighting wrestling stuff like that were you on the wrestling team no but i don't know it's because like i was always like super into like fighting though like in my mind you know because i was like because i was always watching anime and stuff okay yeah so i would always like play fight i can see that we'll feel like your brothers and they're your you have twin brothers how old are they uh 16 okay yeah. So you weren't play fighting with them. <laughs> I was. I, I was. Like, Ten years old. And they now. would just always cry. <laughs> so did, like recently, have you, I know that you have some scars right now. Mm-hmm. Was that a match or was it just training? Just training, yeah. And tell me about that. So Who this happened. You? Who cut you? <laughs> this happened on Thursday, yeah. And I was, um, it's, and this always happens too whenever like my trainer wants me to like do some like crazy shit mm-hmm. like so normally to avoid these like you know my knuckles getting cut up I would like put Vaseline on my oh, on my knuckles yeah like, so on it my slide hands. so it then, slides over easier yeah and then I would put my wraps on but no this time like I really had it because I was like ah it hasn't happened to me in a while but then today or the Thursday he had me doing like a hundred punches on the on the mitts mm-hmm. but it was like a hundred punches and then we would just keep going from there for like, oh, so like it was like rubbing raw basically yeah it was oh, just okay. it kept rubbing yeah but we were doing that for like four rounds just non-stop so that's like 12 minutes straight Fuck yeah. I hate to be told what to do that's why I can't do stuff like that <laughs> honestly but so have you what was your, what was your last match uh it's been a long time it's been like a year ago already like I don't. I don't want to say like September twenty nineteen. That's a good while. That yeah. Was, did you win? Hopefully, you won. I think I lost <laughs> that one. Oh, I I was supposed to fight um last May because but then May twenty twenty. Yeah. This this is prior to everything going on. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then yeah then COVID happened and then actually it was supposed to be March twenty twenty but then they moved it to May. Yeah. And then you know everything happened. Damn. How do you think that would have won? I mean, would you have won? How do you think that would have went? I don't know. That's that's a that's a tricky one because I know the guy was like really tall. I think he was like six two or something. And you want to box him? Yeah. I thought, isn't it like a weight thing mm-hmm. classification? Yes, I mean <laughs> we were gonna, but we were both gonna weigh the same. Was he like super skinny? I think so. See, I would have just clipped him at the leg. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think I had, a, I definitely had a good chance, you know, and I was training really hard for it at the time. Maybe. So his reach wouldn't have been, like been a problem for you. <laughs> well, sometimes it's like, 
Sometimes if you have too much, it's like a problem. Yeah, because you're going to be open, like your yeah. ribs get fucked up. But Because I've fought, I fought tall guys before like that. Oh, really? Like, right. yeah. <laughs> but so, <laughs> how has, I'm sure it's drastically changed, but has COVID changed the way, like, training's done, tournaments are ran, things like that? Mm-hmm. Have you noticed anything? Yeah, for sure. Like, there's not, like, there's not really any amateur fights going on anymore, whereas before it was, like, every month. Yeah. Um, training, yeah, is kind of, like, a little difficult because... You never know when the gym's going to get closed down, you know. One day you go to the gym and it's, like, closed mm-hmm. until who knows when. So you got to go to the to another gym that you know of. You're talking about boxing gyms. Yeah, boxing is, is gyms. Is Mayweather, that's the one you're at, right? Mm-hmm. Mayweather Boxing. Is he? Is that one still open? Yeah, but that one's, like, kind of up and down because um, they're, they're open and then they would stay, they would only kind of stay open for, like, their, um, they're close in guys, you know. Oh, okay. It's like... Which I was a part of. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but I mean, recently, like during Thanksgiving, like it like closed, closed, you know, even to like their inner guys. Oh, okay. Yeah. So then it just kind of barely opened back up, like last, like a couple weeks ago. Oh shit! So how do you think that um, once every? Because I've been seeing some emails and things like that that we're kind of slowly moving back into not normal but I would say opening back up people going back to work more how has or do you see that benefiting you as a boxer Mm. like with everything coming back to normal do you think that you're ready to get back to what you've been doing yeah yeah definitely I mean I'm still training all the the time I never really like stopped well I did for a little bit but Mm. you know I've been I've been at it pretty you know frequently um yeah i think it i think it will help you know because you know with the vaccines and all that's going to be more safer and mm-hmm. and then hopefully you know going back to work and all that maybe i'll be in a better routine of things because yeah. me just not doing anything all day is making me so lazy what have you been doing <laughs> <laughs> literally nothing like it it gets so boring sometimes because yeah, nothing. I've just been trying to do like the trading thing and and all that, mm-hmm. and just boxing, and really that's only it. So into going into the trading part, what is that? Can you just like give me a eh, however long it needs to be discussion about like what foreign trading is, like mm-hmm. foreign exchange trading, because. It can be overwhelming for some people, and then some people just don't get it because it's too many numbers, too many graphs, stuff like that. But yeah. What is it, basically? Well, so it's basically you're just trading, like, currencies against each other. So basically, like, let's say you were to go to Mexico right now, and you were to exchange your dollars for, you know, pesos. And um, that's basically, like, Forex right there mm-hmm. already, you know, and... The way it works is, um, it's a little difficult to describe in my head. I'm not the best, like, describer of it, because I always kind of forget. But the way it kind of works is, like, let's say when you're trading in your dollars for pesos, if when you're, um, hold on, this is, like, tricky to describe. Yeah. We're there, we're at the exchange post. (laughs) (laughs) But basically, you know, like, if you're trading in your... The, let's say the dollar amount is like super high, you know, 
Yeah. U.S. dollar is super high when you're exchanging it for pesos, and then you come back and you exchange those pesos for those same pesos for dollars again, and let's say the dollar crashed, you would make money off that exchange. Right. I don't know if I explained it very yeah, well, yeah. but yeah, it's but kind of like that. I, I get it, but why is... For one thing, why is the value different at any point at any time? Mm-hmm. Do you know that? Like, why does it go up and down for... Like, let's just say it was a dollar to... The peso is 10 at this point. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is. And... Why, when you trade it at a certain time of the day, why does it change? Like, why is it going up and down? Yeah. Okay, so basically, it's going up and down for a lot of different reasons, you know. Um, like, like stocks, how they go up and down, you know. Like, when something big happens in the news, you'll hear, oh, my God, the stocks are dropping. And that's mm-hmm. basically the same thing with the currency. You know, it drops because of things that happen in the news. It drops because, you know... Banks are manipulating the currencies, you know, with with their trading also. Um, Does it also uh, involve the, like, the money flow that is, like, happening in that day? Like, how much money is being spent? How mm -hmm. much money is being paid out to people? Yeah, definitely. Like, you know, probably during Christmas, it's a lot more, like, crazier. Because it's like the the whole... um, Black Friday idea. Yeah, a lot like, more spending. Of spending. Yeah. Hmm. So would that be a time to focus on uh, exchanging currency during Christmas time? Yeah, like or like major seasons stuff like that, like Easter, Valentine's Day, Christmas, that kind of stuff. Mm, I'm not sure because I'm not that like knowledgeable of it yet. Mm-hmm. Because I know that times like I know like times during the election, for example. They were just kind of like they were just telling us not to trade, yeah, because the markets were just too unpredictable. Yeah, it was like stagnant. Were they stagnant or they? What do you mean unpredictable? Like too up and down or too? Yeah, it was like too up and down. Like because there's typical trends and rules that that these you know that it follows, and during times like that, like the election when crazy things happen, it just totally disrespects like those trends and those and those mm-hmm. rules that you see that you know that are already established for yeah. it. And it's like no like free free for all basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then so if a person were to I know you don't not going to Mexico to trade your dollars for pesos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how how would a person start doing that? Okay. So there's uh different brokers online that you can go to like um IQ cent pocket option where you can just go and you can trade your money there like that you just put in a hundred bucks they'll match you they'll match you 150 percent of that actually on iq cent iq uh, spell it out so it's i q and then cent c-e-n-t dot com okay mm-hmm. and they match 150 150 percent yeah interesting. so if you put in 100 you'll get 250 to trade with so if you put in five you'll get what is that Oh, to 12? Or no. is it only for the 100? I think it only starts at 100, yeah. <laughs> I was like, shit, it's good. But, okay, and then is that the one you mainly use? Yeah, that's the one I mainly use. I use the other one, Pocket Option, also. Yeah. And what's cool about, you know, what's cool about them is that you can have a demo account. 
Yeah. So I use that one. Yeah. Right. Wasted all that thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it, that gives you it gives you a really nice feel for how it works, and you get to see like, oh, it's not really that complicated. Yeah. I when I was doing it, I did notice like obviously because I didn't care about because it was fake a fake thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Like I was just literally just throwing it throwing it at the t- uh, what would you call that? What are they called? They're not called stocks are called what would the moment you purchase be called oh um i think that would be i'm not too sure but like the that line right yeah the line yeah. that you create like i like i was just clicking it and clicking and clicking it some of them would go through because like i always could see that it was rising but i what kind of stopped me from continuing to put, to put my money in it was the fact that I saw that thousand dollars go that fast, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean, I was like, okay, that kind of scared me. But what would be? How do you do it? What was? What would be your strategy to like? If you were to open your account right mm-hmm. now, what would you start doing? So for me, what makes it really easy is um, so the the what's it called um, how do I say it? You know the. Um, where I started learning how to trade from was actually through an academy called I Am Academy. Mm. And, you know, through there, they, they teach you how to, they teach you not only how to trade, um, you know, Forex, but I'm also learning how to trade, you know, like, like cryptocurrency, like Bitcoin mm. right now. So through there, they have like, you know, there are different like scanners and things like that. And they have this really cool tool that I use called uh, Hourglass. And so what that is is basically like an AI, and it tracks the the price movements, and it'll give you an up arrow or a down arrow, mm. and that'll tell you like where the market's gonna go, you know. And it is predictive, or it's um, it's something separate from the trading brokers that you use. It it works with it. Okay. Yeah, but it, it is separate. Okay. It, it is separate, and so what what's cool about that is you know that kind of helps you out with uh with the trading and i think i think other traders do it too on on their own there's different like types of like charts that you look at that give you the same thing but it's cool because there automatically when you're trading and you're not looking at anything you have a 50 percent chance of winning that trade you know so right there it's kind of like gambling yeah but with looking at those charts and with the ai technology that predicts it and tells you kind of like where the market's gonna go that kind of increases your chances. I they've said up to like eighty percent. Okay. Yeah, and so that's basically what I use. And they also have a cool other option, which is like they have their live educators on there, and they're and what they're doing is they're trading with you. Mm-hmm. So they're going live and they're using their own money and they're trading like with you guys. And it's cool because you know they that's how they make their money. So. Right. So you're watching them. This mm-hmm. is the I Am Academy. Yeah. Does it cost money? Was it like? Yeah. Like subscription. Yeah. yeah. So it, it costs money definitely. Um, you know, then there's different like types of packages that you can get. Mm. Right now I'm on their Elite package, and that comes with like learning how to do you know the forex and the crypto, and HFX, which is what I trade. HFX is just high frequency forex, mm-hmm. so I think that one's just a little bit more quicker. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, but basically, you know, through them you can, you can recruit people in like under your team and all that, and have like a team, so that kind of like offsets your, your subscription. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. 
So, and then when you first got into it, so we work at the same place. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I walked by where you normally work at and you weren't there. So, like, did you just start with, like, your last checks there and just kind of, like, had that roll over? Like, is it that um, easy to do? Like, mm-hmm. that you actually, like, were able to quit your job and, like, do that? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I mean definitely if you put in the work you know like they're not they're definitely not promising you anything you know um it's like with most with everything else it's like the amount of work that you put in is what you'll see you know so definitely yeah if you put in the work you know um you you can live off of it because all the other people that got me into it were my age and they didn't have you know full-time jobs or anything when i first met you Uh i thought Somebody was beating you up. It was like, oh. <laughs> black eyes and shit. I was like, oh, then I was like, oh, he's a boxer. That makes sense now. Mm-hmm. But like, what, what do you see yourself going as a boxer? Like, have you looked into getting an agent, things like that, like a sports manager? Uh, not yet. Like, definitely, that would be cool though, if I were to have one. Um, you know. I definitely wanted to be pro by now, <laughs> but, you know, hopefully I can just do it as soon as I can. Hopefully, you know, before this year ends, and I've been saying that for the past three years, <laughs> Yeah. but yeah, hopefully, you know, before this year ends for sure, you know, I did, I did want to do it in 2020 and then I got COVID and that kind of ruined everything. Oh yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was like, actually you, when you got it, I was like, oh my God, it's real. <laughs> yeah, for real. It's like it was so embarrassing to get it because I was like the first one. I got it. Yeah, before everybody started getting it, mm. really, you know. I still ain't got it. Yeah, so I wish I did. So. <laughs> and then I felt like the guy that was like, I was like the friend that people were like, yeah, my friend has had it. Oh shit! <laughs> you know? trying to avoid. I remember that. I was just like scared to hang on Dave and shit. This was hilarious. I'm surprised he didn't get it. Uh. Mm too much we're not scientists <laughs> yeah we really don't know well because me and him even shared a drink oh yeah but it, who knows you never even know what part of it what contagiousness level you were until mm-hmm. you really got sick when you had to go to the hospital but beyond that you may not have been contagious you know what I mean it could have just been yeah. in you like, but I don't know so weird well because I did infect somebody else you, <laughs> I did, yeah, but they didn't get it as bad as me. There's also one I like. It's not that I wanted to go get it because I was like, I hate being sick, but I did want to see what it was like. Was yeah. it like? I know you went to the hospital. Was it that serious? Yeah, because I had pneumonia with it. Oh, right. So I know that everybody that gets you know COVID pneumonia, they're like on death's door. Basically, mm. they're they're ventilators. They're ventilated up and and all that crazy. Yeah. Thankfully, you know, yeah. I didn't get it. I didn't get put on. A did you think way. that that would ruin your your boxing career? <laughs> for a second there, yeah, I, I did. Boxing, so. I was scared for a little bit because I was like, I immediately like my first day staying in the hospital. I was like, fuck. I was like. <laughs> I was like, I hope I don't have to get a lung transplant. <laughs> and I was, like, I was like, I hope I don't have, like, lung scarring. I was scared. I was, like, in, you know, so I was kind of, like, walking on eggshells, too, because even when I got out of the hospital, like, mm. cleaning my room, I was out of breath. 
Yeah. So I was like, how the fuck am I going to do sprints? How, exactly. you know, yeah. But that, how long did that last? Like the the um, inability to breathe and stuff like that. Uh, like. Still dealing with it. So. No, <laughs> not anymore. I would say from like, because I got sick in June. So I would yeah. say from June to like September. Okay. Is is when it, yeah, how long it lasted? Like June to August was bad, mm-hmm. for sure. September was me getting over it already. Yeah. I was, and also because I was pushing myself too. I was, I was still walking around, like doing exercises, running. Yeah. So I, I kind of told everybody to do because my mother had. I was like, you need to keep uh, walking, just keep walking around. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, for a lot of people, when they don't have to do that, they're yeah. not gonna do it. And me, like, you know, I had to do it, mm-hmm. so. I think that helped a lot. I think me just being a box in general, because even when I noticed I was sick, like that night I was like, I did a hundred floors in the Stairmaster. Yeah. I was still doing sprints. So I think like being a boxer saved me. Yeah. Yeah, for right. sure. Right, and especially if you had it that se- severely with pneumonia. Mm-hmm. But so it kind of brings me to the next part I was going to say. What do you think that boxing teaches you? Mm-hmm. Like you specifically, and then like, what do you think? other people get from it me specifically um i guess you know definitely it did teach me like about discipline Mm. for sure because you know i was like there in high school going every day to the boxing gym when i didn't have to right you know i was there fighting in the i was fighting fights when i didn't have to like nobody was nobody was pushing me to do this but myself Mm -hmm. You know, even I'm now I'm here. You know, a whole yeah. states away from where I, where I lived. I'm you still know, boxing. Still boxing. Yeah. You know, and no one's like forcing me to go, but myself. So I think it teaches. You know, generally everyone that gets like serious about it, you know, discipline. You know, to like stick with something, because that was my problem before. I had never stuck with anything before. I was. Mm. And I, uh, th- when I started doing this, I was like, you know, like, this is going to be my thing. I'm going to, like, make sure I stick to it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of what it taught me. I, th- I think for everyone else, you know, yeah, the same thing, discipline and, um, you know, just hard work and things like that, you know, definitely. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I would, like, I said that I don't think I have discipline. I think I do, but it's a different kind. Yeah. But I think what... Cause I used to swim, so that was like okay. But I still don't like even with that. Oh, do you want some? No, I was just like <laughs> <laughs> I put it there for us to drink it. Or maybe. But um, like I didn't like to be told what to do. Mm-hmm. Like, don't tell me to do ten laps. What if I'm gonna do eight? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it just makes you feel weird, or I can't. Like, and then. I don't, I would hope that this is not a thing with boxes and stuff like that, but I I would imagine seeing like a like the attitude of like Floyd Mayweather or something. Mm-hmm. If everybody acted like that, I would not be interested in doing it for long. Like, <laughs> so I just don't. But what, yeah. that do you think that that's a thing? Like this like attitude of. Um, I can beat up anybody is like a thing that's prevalent as boxers. Um, it's very, I, I see that. Yeah, I do see it. I don't know. Actually, for the most part, people don't act like that. Really? Yeah, boxers don't act like that for the most part. 
I would say a good 70%, 75% don't act like that. You know, I'll, I'll give it, you know, 25% of the mm. other guys do, you know, but for the most part, you know, and I think, I think, you know, being in the gym and sparring with people and, you know, in this game, you, you're going to get your ass kicked, you know, at some point, at, at some point mm-hmm. and that does kind of humble you. So yeah. I think that that plays into why people don't walk around like, I can just fucking Yeah, you know? everybody. Uh, are the people that the 25% that you say do do that, are they winning or are they not even boxing? <laughs> <laughs> um, let's, let's see. Um, they're, they're winning. They yeah, are. they are. It's... And and it's so few and far between that I can't even think of anybody yeah. specifically mm. unless they're like one of the you know higher known guys. Yeah. Yeah, but like, like I've never really known anyone like on like at my level, I guess. What do you mean? Like people that were like you know starting out, like regular uh, people, uh, you like know. With that attitude. Oh, yeah, okay. with, with that kind of attitude. So maybe it's more like ninety percent of them don't act like that. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. See. That may resolve some of my issues. <laughs> I still want to do it though, because I like to be punched. <laughs> I'll be very upset. I will probably stop boxing. But and then, so what was your worst injury? Like what was your worst? Like I know your black eyes, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Have you ever broken anything? Any fingers, toes? Uh, <laughs> that's actually a good question. The worst boxing injury. Um, definitely, I would probably say like. I've never had anything like serious or long term before where I was like, oh fuck. I definitely one 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 time comes to comes to my mind was um was a fight like a long time ago that I had. I think I, was, I had already graduated, and um. <laughs> there you go. What is this? Yeah, I had already graduated, and this was a Golden Gloves fight. Yeah. And back then, I I actually didn't even care about weight classes. I would just show up, it and whatever I fucking weighed, I I would fight. So I think I ended up fighting in the one fifty division, mm. in the like one forty seven to like one fifty three division. And what are you normally in? Normally, now I know I fight in like one thirty, one thirty five. Ooh. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Pain on that chest. Oh yeah. So yeah, that was like a huge step for me. And I remember the guy I fought. Um he he was definitely bigger than me for sure and mm. I, you know, I won that fight surprisingly, but that that fight fucked me up. Because <laughs> <laughs> afterwards I was in the locker room and I felt like dog shit, like I had a fucking headache yeah. my hands were shaking <laughs> i was like i remember the guy i fought even went up to me he's like hey yo bro are you okay <laughs> we like just beat your bed this is an early match or something it was yeah i was already like this is maybe like my seventh fight or something mm-hmm. so i was already kind of like already like you know deep in the game oh, okay yeah so but, you could take a beat <laughs> yeah but and then i remember like i got up and my ex-girlfriend, or my girlfriend at the time, her mom came to me, like, you know, like, with her arms open, like, oh my god, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> she was the first one I saw, for some reason. And she gave me a hug, and, like, I just remember, like, 
collapsing in her arms. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know? And then so, so like, Yeah. And then, like, it was just a funny sight. That that always sticks in my head. Like, I wish somebody would have taken a picture of that. That would have been, like, mother and son. <laughs> like, Even though that was, like... You know, that wasn't my mom. It was my mother-in-law. So I feel like that was a nice moment between me and her. But anyways, I went into the restroom and then I fucking started throwing my fucking guts out. Why? Oh, you think she was like dizzy? Like I think I had a concussion. I think that's, yeah. So I think I had a concussion. I threw up all the food I ate earlier and then... You know, and then after that, I like remember walking outside of the bathroom, and everyone was like, "Dude, oh my god, you won!" And won. then, yeah, I won that fight. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I won that fight, but at a fucking cost. Right. <laughs> I was all fucked up. And the <laughs> shitty thing was, I had to fight again the next day because <laughs> it was a tournament. I don't know. Yeah, there's another thing. Like, I'm in the hospital that night. <laughs> yeah. Like, so I went the next day and I fought, and then I I lost that one because <laughs> I was like. I was just in no shape to be fighting mm-hmm. again, yeah. Like, I was like, I don't even know. Even today, like, I'm like, how the fuck do they do these tournaments? Like, just the one fight is, like, so fucking yeah. emotionally draining as it is, to be I honest. Yeah. And it could last, like, really long periods of time. <laughs> like, like yeah, I've heard of, like, tournaments being, like, five days long. And I'm like... How long does a, normal, a match normally last? So a normal amateur match is three rounds for three minutes each. Oh, I thought it was going to be like, until somebody gets knocked out. <laughs> no, no. But, fuck, like, like just imagine, like, you, you right. getting in that ring for, you know, you're going to be dead fucking tired. <laughs> you know, there's a, it's different when you're fighting somebody, you know, yeah. you're another human being right, only, like fights in the street or like in somewhere else only like maybe 30 seconds yeah so, so you can imagine yeah nine whole minutes <laughs> well that's fun i'm just but what if, so if a person gets knocked out in the first minute the fight's over um like knock knocked out knocked out like they're unconscious as fuck or uh, they're just they're knocked down like they're on their what knee is, what's the difference so a knockdown is basically like let's say they get punched and they fall on their ass that would be a knockdown would be like boom 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 but they're still like awake they're still awake yeah they they get knocked down on their ass and then they kind of they just get back yeah. up you know or they'll give them an eight well, count a knockdown like a yeah. knockout game. a knockout would be like the fight's over like on your back you're unconscious seeing Tweety Bird yeah yes. I mean some people have gotten up like Tyson Fury he mm. he got up from some sh- from something like that mm. so i think yeah definitely amateurs if you get knocked down knocked out like that yeah it, it's over oh okay just because like yeah you ain't i mean no one's getting paid <laughs> no one's getting paid for this shit right, to get back up and you could probably die yeah, yeah. i could see that it's angie and paid but and then a, a knockdown though you know no, you're you'll get some chances we need to find you a match let's see box Who do you look to for like um, career tra- trajectory stuff mm-hmm. like that? Like, how do you model what you want to do after whoever? Is there a person that you look at? Um, not not any one specifically. You know, like I take different pieces of everyone's kind mm-hmm. of like story and career and i like to like kind of like go off that yeah like for example um 
you know <laughs> for example one of my close one of my close friends you know um and i was a sparring partner for a while i helped him get his world title actually his name's angelo leo he he was the former um bantamweight champion for the wbo belt world champion too was bantamweight i think that's like the 122 division oh okay and so you know definitely with him you know like i had known him in the gym and before he had gotten his belt and all that and i think me and him had moved here to vegas in the same year in 2017 mm -hmm. and so from texas he came from albuquerque okay. so i met him out here okay yeah but um so like with him you know he you know he was doing his thing and he eventually you know we got his title shot and then won and i'm like that just really puts it into perspective for me you know because mm -hmm. i'm like this guy won a whole world title and yeah i was his sparring partner like i know him personally so it, it kind of like really puts it in, into perspective for me that it's not something that's just a dream you yeah. know not something that's like far away it's something yeah, it that's in, in my grasp yeah, yeah. It's something that could be realistically done yeah so do you i know uh like I can't. I don't know how the the things are divided. I know that there's amateur wrestling and there's like professional wrestling. Mm -hmm. When do you cross into that? Wait, did you mean to say boxing or? Oh my god, yes, <laughs> whatever, same thing. Uh, but boxing. But um, when is that line? When do you cross that line to say mm -hmm. I'm a professional now? I can get sponsors and blah blah blah. Like, or is it sectional where it's like amateur, local, state? and then even to the point where it's national amateur and mm -hmm. then when you pass that that's where you get to professional okay yeah no that's a good question actually so i'm just going to say this off the bat anybody can be a professional anybody can turn mm. professional the difference is you know you're going to get fucked up if you don't oh, know what yeah. you're doing you know oh, yeah. like if you just get a random guy off the street and he does a professional fight he's going to get fucked up so so maybe the question is what constitutes an amateur mm -hmm. qualification and then a professional qualification? Like, I like mm -hmm. can you go apply it and go fight Mayweather? Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so no. So the thing that that um, kind of comes into play is rankings. Yeah. So when you fight your first professional fights, and even in amateur fights, also there are rankings. Um, well, there are rankings in amateur fights once you start fighting at the national level. But in professional side, there's um, rankings for everybody. So you fight your first two fights, you'll be ranked in the world and in the country that you live in. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, people like Floyd, you know, he was always, like, number one, like, top three. Um, and to get, to, to get a fight with him... You're going to have to go through all kinds of hoops. You're going to have to fight your way just to get to ranked to the top 20. Once you get to the top 20, you'll start doing, um, like, title eliminators. And that's if you have, like, you know, good people around you. And so once you get to those title eliminators, then that's when you get your shot for the title. And that's when you get to the spots of, like, top 10, top 5, top 3. So but you can, right now, start placing in that ranking oh since i have like since i fought like since i've sparred world champions i yeah, guess yeah i don't yeah. like see i don't like what i'm saying is 
so what is it called? What's it like the like uh, baseball team that's not professional? What is that called? Amateur uh, leagues and stuff like that. That's so baseball. So right before they turn pro for baseball, that'd be a triple A team. So. So what I am, yeah. So no, I get it. So no, I, so yeah, I'm 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 amateur still. So mm-hmm. for like the amateur circuit, you know, there's amateur, and then you fight, like uh, like you'd fight like a tournament like Golden Gloves, for example, mm. that starts regionally in your city, and you fight, you win that, and then you go to the state level where you fight the best in the state. Right. You beat them, and then you go to the national level, and then that's when you start getting ranked national but you're still an amateur mm-hmm. wrestling okay boxing <laughs> once you, oh, <laughs> boxing mm-hmm. so but once you beat let's just say you won a national title mm-hmm. xyz and then so the next do you go up like into the next like qualification like you said amateur baseball a baseball whatever the fuck mm-hmm. you say it, <laughs> and then professional so once you leave and you won the national title in amateur do you go to the triple A of boxing. Oh, no. So you just stay at that really high level, you know, like, because there's a, all, all kinds of people fighting at those high levels. Like, you know, you got little kids, you got, mm. and that's how they start, like, you know, like Floyd and all them. They were fighting, like, national tournaments since they were, like, yeah. young, like that, like nine years old, 10 years old. And so that's why they're so great, because people like them have been fighting their whole lives so and then the step that he took after he won his national titles and stuff was just to go compete in professional well no for him so what what a lot of what or what a good amount of people do is they'll go they'll fight in national tournaments and they'll do their thing there and then they'll go to the olympics if it all lines up for them, you know, like the timing and all that. So they'll go to the Olympics and they'll fight there. And someone like Floyd, for example, he he didn't even get a gold medal. Yeah, he got. Well, a, he was in the Olympics. Yeah, he got a oh, bronze right. medal. So a lot of these guys that are in the top were in the Olympics for boxing. And um, so that's that's the other option. A lot of the time, going to the Olympics isn't um, isn't uh, it just doesn't line up for yeah. you, you know, because it's. It'll be like three years away, and you're already 18. You're not going to wait three years. You're still fighting amateur when you can go pro already. So it really just depends on you. Like once you hit 18, you can. that's when you really want to decide, am I going to go pro now, or should I wait maybe a year or two to keep fighting amateurs and go in the Olympics? So there are pro- professional-level tournaments, and you just find them and you apply to be in them. They're just very... I wouldn't say they're professional. I would just say they're very high level. But you can go and be in it, though. See, that that's when it's very tricky, too. Like, <laughs> like what do you mean? The, like, the national tournaments? Yeah, like... Oh, like, yeah, I can I can fight in a national tournament. Yeah, you can... So, and then, then when you start to win those is when you get to the, the TV boxing rings and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even some of those national tournaments are kind of like... Well, they're, like, live-streamed and... Maybe so I'm this, yeah. like maybe this is maybe this it, there's just I mean it's like with everything it's like you, you get to the iceberg and you get you, right, you know there's like so much shit I'm like, there's I'm so, so much shit at the bottom nah I'm just like cause I thought that cause when I see boxing on TV I always think of it as you know the professional guys and yeah like I always yeah. think of it as like 
like uh, like if I made a football team, my football team can't play against the Raiders no matter mm-hmm. what they did. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> that's, how I, that's like the confusion that I'm getting into. Mm-hmm. And I feel like boxing is a little bit different than that because you literally can be one person and kind of like just be good and to the point where you get on TV. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's how it would work. Okay, yeah. well then that makes a little bit more sense. <laughs> 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 that was confusing. Well then, okay. So let's get you into a professional, like, what's the name? Let's get you, like, so do you think you could do that? Like, how long do you think it would take you to get to pro? To pro? I mean, I'm just trying to lose the weight, and then I'm going to jump into pro. Yeah, so, really, and I've been, I've been, like, fucking up. Like, I've been trying to lose this weight since, like, September, Mm -hmm. and it's been, it's been difficult, because I've been, like, so out of routine, you know, like, when I was working at the Cromwell. I would just always go after work, go to the gym, right. eat, and then go run, and then go to sleep, and then do it all over again the next day. And so now I'm like, it's it's super shitty because now I have all the time in the world, right. and I'm like, hard to nail it down. Yeah. What did you? So what? What made you actually quit? Like mm-hmm. I know the, the forest stuff, but like <laughs> you decide you wanted to go to the cage, and then yeah. what happened? So. <laughs> You know, it was, well, definitely, you know, when we, when I got the job, I was already like, I was like, I would say three weeks in and then COVID happened Mm -hmm. and, you know, we were home for like eight months, you know, so then we came back and I was like, well, I guess I'll, I'll, you know, I'll do it. So we came back and, you know, I'm not trying to like throw shade or whatever, but I'm going to answer these questions as honestly as I can. Yeah. You know, I no hate to anybody, but, you know, I would definitely just say that working at the cage when I came back was, like, weird. Because, for one, it was weird just being in that, like, environment again after mm. being gone yeah. for so long. I, like, I felt like I had already moved on, like, mentally. And then to just go back, you know, I, I just had a different... My motivation for being there was different. Like, if I had stayed there... Like, and COVID never happened, I would have still been working there. Yeah. Yeah. But oh, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, but I just, you know, I had so much time to, like, think and reflect, you know, during during the pandemic and all that. So when I came back, I was kind of, like, already, like, whatever. And I was kind of, but I did give it a fair shot. But immediately off the bat, I was only there for seven days. But in or six days and immediately off the bat it was like problems like Mm. oh my god like they were like so they gave me two documented coachings in the first six days one because like my shirt wasn't ironed my black shirt i'm like bro who the fuck's gonna see this black shirt behind this cage thing that's the problem of the um the fucking laundry people yeah (laughs) and it's like i'm like bro this is like my my first week still and oh also because i didn't have all black shoes i'm like you guys called me how the last minute how am i gonna get like a documented coaching you know so there was like they were already bitching me for everything and it was like one of those situations where it was like no matter what you did nothing like you were always going to be in the wrong for something yeah. especially when they i'm sure they had like a whole like let's get him out of here kind of thing or like they really was like not on your side you know what i mean yeah, I don't know. I I think they actually did need the fucking the staffing, but it was just 
they tried to pull us back with three weeks of training and just throw us back in like whatever full mm-hmm. force but we were in graveyard so we kind of had a little bit more like room to breathe yeah but still like we would do like little things here and there and it was like we're like just like getting attacked like no what the fuck like don't ever assume that i'm like bitch i didn't assume anything that's why i asked you exactly you know so it's like no matter what what you did you were in the wrong and it it was just like that there's so many other little things too that i was like oh what the fuck so i was like you know what no i'm just gonna leave you know (laughs) (laughs) who else have you had on here I've talked to I've talked to James. I've talked to the drag queen on Yonka. But I've talked to a lot of people I went to high school with. Uh, my friend owns a nonprofit in Jamaica. Who else I talked to? It was some random person I had no idea who they were. But <laughs> it was interesting. It was like a good amount of um, conversations that I've had on here. Nice. Talk about some spiritual stuff. I probably, something to do. To, it does. It really does. Like, and then I do like I want to talk about some like more serious topics like racial issues and shit like that mm-hmm. and like politics and stuff that's gonna be interesting alright let's try this again let's do this outro alright <laughs> right, I would do <laughs> this is virtue reality I want to say thank you to my guest Jason Lugo he is a upcoming professional boxer and he can be found at uh, what's your Instagram page where can they find you so it's J Bizzle, J underscore B I I Z Z L E, J Bizzle. <laughs> Follow him, make him famous. <laughs> please. Right. Please do. But I do hope you enjoy our discussion on boxing and the foreign exchange market. Mm-hmm. And I, we are done. We are done.